Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Hey guys, it's Damien here from the School of Attraction and today I'm really, really excited because we're going to be speaking to the man himself who got Scarlett Johansson to give him a phone call. We're also going to be finding about his journey, how he came to be uh, at the level that he is today, which is actually kind of wild, crazy sex parties, really going nuts in a way that, that, that you know, most of us are looking at him saying, wow, man, I mean, we kind of look forward every week to hearing the stories that he tells us about what he's been up to this weekend. So watch on, guys. All right, this is actually an exciting day. Um, because we have we have the man himself who uh, actually got Scarlett Johansson to call him up. You didn't have to call her; she called you. No, I didn't. Uh, have to call her. <laughs> and um, you know, I'm I'm going to ask you to tell this story later, mm-hmm. just to just to get a little bit of anticipation with the viewers. Um, you know, but first of all, um, your name's Brendan. Yes. But Brendan, just just for the audience, you know, how old are you, and and kind of what do you do for work outside of? Uh, that's how I'm just picking up curls. What do you do with yourself? <laughs> That's all I do. Um, I'm 33 and yep. I work in sales. Cool. Um, now, you know, you've been, how long ago did you, did you kind of start getting into this stuff? Oh, it's probably a bit over 12 months ago. Probably yeah, just over 12 months About ago. About a bit over. So when you started, what I find is a lot of guys kind of, um, they've got a lot of frustrations. What for you were, what was your sort of biggest frustrations when it came to girls? Uh, talking to girls, picking them up, what was, what was just irritating as hell for you at that point? Probably the thing that was frustrating for me was that I was meeting a lot of girls online. Yeah. Rather than opposed to everyday life. Yeah. So that was the frustrating point for me. I was having to rely on that mm. as a way in which to meet women rather than the natural way. And how are you liking the online? How did you find the quality? The quality is a little bit lower, um, and they do get bombarded a lot, so you've got yeah. a lot more competition. Yeah. Um, in some ways, you're just another number. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So, so were you approaching at all? Were you getting out there much at all? Or were you just really just focusing on the online stuff? Just on the online stuff. Yeah. Um, look, I was meeting a lot of girls, mm. but probably not the quality of women that I wanted, and, yeah. and obviously you don't get the sort of the choice as much. Yeah. So yeah. that was the part for me that I wanted to get a bit more control over. Fair enough. And as you as you decided to really get stuck in and approach, get your ass in there. Yeah. Was there a moment? Was there something that occurred for you that made you decide to think to say something has to change? Um, I guess I'd been to a couple of your uh, seminars mm-hmm. and I'd sort of heard a little bit about it and been just sort of discovering a bit more about doing something different yeah. and. There wasn't just a light bulb moment, it was more just a build up over time, I guess, and yep. eventually I just got frustrated and thought, that's Tipping it. Tipping point, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, your first session. Yes. Your very first, where you went out to, 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 you had to go up and approach and talk to girls. It was during the day, yeah. It was during the day, was it? Yeah. And and how, how did that feel when you kind of came out that day and you're thinking, I'm going to have to approach, I'm going to have to talk to lots of girls and my ass is going to be kicked? How did that feel? Yeah, I was pretty nervous. Um, yeah. Look, even though I do sales and... You know, I have to get in there and cold call, so to yeah. speak. And well, it was still, still nerve wracking. Um, and then even after my very first approach, yeah. 
the girl told me to fuck off. <laughs> oh, I hate um, especially number one, right? Yeah. Um, so thanks for that, Adam. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was a bit of bit of a wake up call, but I sort of told myself earlier in the day, look, you're coming to do this, yeah. And then I just brushed it off. Five minutes later, I was fine. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you started... How'd you go on that when you first... Did you end up getting any numbers in your first first session, time out? Yeah, I got one. Yeah. Um, sort of followed up with her a couple of times. Nothing really came of it, but it was, yeah, it was very much a learning point at yeah. that stage. Because an interesting thing is it, it really ends up taking... Uh, people expect an instantaneous yeah. fix. And you have your aha moments. You have these moments where you're like, wow, I've just learned something crazy. Yeah. But it's, it's, I mean, how long would you have said it took you to get from a point where, you know, you're just doing online stuff, you're not really talking to girls, to where you're starting to do good? Because I've heard some crazy stories from you, not just the Scarlett Johansson thing. I've heard some, I mean, we'll let the audience in on some of them if, if you're happy to <laughs> later. But, but you know, until you, to get to that point, like, yeah. what was that journey, time period for you? Uh, look, I had some pretty, pretty instant success, actually. Mm. Um, it was almost cool. straight away. But then, um, as I was speaking to you afterwards as well, I had some... A bit of a downward spiral straight afterwards as yep. well, so it was sort of a bit of a roller coaster journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the real tipping point for me started to come when I started to mentor myself. Yeah. And then once you obviously you're you're teaching what you've learnt, sort of reinforces what you've learnt as yep. well. So that for me was probably the tipping point. Yeah, right. And it also kind of forces you to once you start making statements, this is what you should be doing, Yeah, you feel like a hypocrite if you don't do it yourself. Well, I sort of <laughs> felt like the captain of a football team. I had to lead by example. So, yeah, um, yeah. if I'm telling these guys what to do and I'm not backing it up, they're going to go, who is this dickhead? What's he, <laughs> what's he <laughs> I think about? they do that anyway sometimes. They, they pretty much do. <laughs> I know yeah. they do that with me at times. <laughs> um, if, you could, if you could go back in time a year, if you could go back in time years, because um, I know, I mean, as you said, when you started, not only were you had you already been doing sales, and sales is a good, good precursor to learning to pick up girls. Yeah. But if you could go back in time and, and say three or four years and tell yourself a lesson, something really important, um, like a fundamental understanding that you've learned that you have now that you didn't use ago when it came to girls, mm-hmm. what would you what would you say to yourself? It's a tricky one. Um, I would probably say that they're not all going to tell you to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> One or two might, um, but it's not as bad as it seems. Like it's it's very nerve wracking, and to everyone that hasn't done it, um, the thought of it, yeah, gets guys with sweaty palms, yeah. and you're just shitting bricks all day, pretty much, um, in the lead up to it. But you've just got to get in and do it. And yeah. once you've done the first one, everything afterwards is a lot easier. Mm. So that was pretty much the advice I'd give myself: just get in and try it, even if you fail miserably. Just who cares? And you, I mean, you kind of hit a nail on the head, which is that you will get rejected. Yeah, I still do now. Yeah, Everyone of course. Does, yeah. But I think a lot of guys, they, they assume that shouldn't happen. Yeah. You know, I think they get in thinking, if you're good at it, every woman's going to want to jump in your pants. Yeah, oh, even some of the boys now, like, analyze it down to a T and think, oh, why didn't I do this? Maybe it was, I had a hair out of place or just something, <laughs> something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, I still get rejected. Often, um, I think everyone does. So yeah. you just got to, like in sales, you just learn to deal with it. And it is. I mean, you're actually a good. You're a great example because, I mean, you you kick an ass when you do when you go out. I mean, I wow, the stuff I hear. But it is very close to sales. I mean, there's a lot of parallels. Mm. Um, I don't know if, if there's anything you'd like to expand on there, but but it's 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 so similar. 
uh, in my experience. I don't know if there's any sort of lessons that you brought across with you from the sales stuff. Yeah, like every no leads to it is a step closer to a yes. <laughs> All those typical sales spiels they yeah. teach you. Um, you know, you can watch even the Wolf of Wall Street's a good example yeah. with sales pitch as well there. Um, but yeah, all those, you know, no fear of picking up the phone or getting out there in front of people. Just get over it. You'll get sweaty palms. You'll get nervous. You'll get, yeah, put under pressure. But just have a go and you'll learn as you go. Yeah, fair enough. It's, I remember when you do the course, rejections are a part of that. You have your your moments where you you have these really awesome, like, it's just nothing can go wrong. You're king of the world. Mm. You're God amongst men. And then you have these moments where everything, nothing goes wrong. Nothing goes right. Both no of those, yeah. What you do. Yeah. And you've had both of those moments. Mm-hmm. What, um, what is one of the moments, let's leave the lovely Scarlet out of it for this <laughs> moment. What are one of those moments that, that you can kind of recall where you were just, I can't believe this is happening. Wow. Um, the one for me was at one of your monthly seminar talks. Yep. It was a it was a mixed um, group. Yeah. And I saw this blonde girl walking. Men and women. Men and women, yeah. yeah. Possibly transgenders, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, this blonde girl walked in. I had my eye on her the whole time. And yeah. I think I even asked you at one point, who's she? And you just gave me the, the shrug of the shoulders as if to go find out yourself, buddy. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I know what he's saying. Um, and I was checking her out the whole time and... At the end of it, I went and sat down next to her and just said, oh, look, I would be doing myself and this seminar a massive disservice if I didn't come say hello to you. Lovely. And she turned around straight away with a big smile on her face. Um, and, yeah, it was just a really smooth, like, five minutes. Mm. And it just flowed. And, like, I got a number and I just sort of felt afterwards, like, yeah, on top of the world or whatever, yeah. as you described, yeah. And it's fun. It's it's nice, isn't it, that it's the smoothness of it all. It's, it's yeah. once you, once you, you know what you're doing. Yeah. You're not like, this is a lucky moment and I have to savor it and have no idea what I'm doing and yeah. hope I'm lucky. It's not luck anymore. It really starts to be more a matter of skill. Skill. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a sales pitch, I guess. Once you've learned it so many times, you, you just, your ideal client or whatever. Yeah. Mm. So that for me was that time. Yeah. Yeah. It all, it all kind of came together. Pretty much. Yeah. What about, what about a low moment? You must, I mean, one thing that I always say is a lot of people, they get involved in, in something, anything, but in this case, it's pickup, and mm-hmm. they reach hard moments, and they struggle, and they have the moments where they think to themselves, I don't know if this is for me, or I don't know if I can do this. Yep. Did you have any moments like that, or were you seasoned after your sales? I did. It was with you, actually. Yep. Um, it was on a night session, so I'd done a couple of days. They'd gone pretty well, mm. and I'd done a couple of nights and a couple of mentor sessions yep. in there, and it was all going pretty well, and that was my big... Drop crash. down back, yeah, yeah. crash and burn, big time. Um, and it was a combination of things. It was, I think I was speaking to you about it on the night. It was, um, it's just my emotional state at the time because I had found out ex girlfriend got married. I was a girl I was interested in, turned out just to fall by the wayside. Yeah. And I'd just been having this peak, 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 and I was due for a massive drop. Yeah. And it just all fell apart on one night. So I'm guessing like every girl you talk to is pretty much like, no, go away. Pretty much. Every girl at the Argyle that night just <laughs> didn't want to borrow me. Yeah. Um, but I'm guessing the next week was a big different again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even I think was the next week was my last session with mm-hmm. you and you said, yeah, it was a massive improvement. So, yeah. 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 It's, a, it's, it's an interesting experience. Oh, yeah, definitely. To say the least. Um, so I, I, I guess what I do want to ask you about is 
Scarlet. I mean, we actually, we have not even really spoken much about this in person, have we? We haven't, no. Um, you know, you, you sent me a text, you go, oh my god, she gave me a call. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, not everyone knows this story. So, yeah. like, I don't know if you want to kind of just start from the beginning. Tell me what sure. happened, what you were thinking. and. Uh, well, it started in, I work in Martin Place. Yeah. And myself and a work colleague, we put together this poster and it said, Lost Girlfriend. Mm. And we put a picture of Scarlett on there because she's my number one, you know, celebrity crush. You've got good taste. I do. Um, I won't lie about that. Um, but yeah, um, basically we put that up in Martin Place and said, if this is you or similar, get in touch. And we put my phone number on the bottom. Didn't really think much of it. Um, thought, you know, maybe I'll get a couple of funny calls out of it, whatever. Um, the next day we'd found out the Channel 7 newsreader, Chris Barth, had taken yep. a photo of it. And she put it on her Twitter account. She's got like 11,000 followers. Suddenly it's getting shared all around Twitter and people are taking photos and putting it on Facebook. It's popped up on all these like overseas websites um, and Facebook pages. Mm. Then I got a call from 2GB who did a radio interview with me. Um, and then all these news websites started writing articles about it, like Huffington Post. It was on the front page of Yahoo 7, Hollywood Gossip, E! Online. There's a whole stack of them. It was on TV in America, I'm led yep. to believe as well. Um, good morning, America. I got told by one girl. Um, so anyway, I just started getting all this viral activity. There was, and your number is on this photo. Your my phone number. number. <laughs> I was getting bombarded with calls. Like my, I can show you a screenshot later, but I took a screenshot of one of my missed call register mm-hmm. for the night and it was just like a global dictionary of phone numbers. Like it was just everyone around the world was calling me. I wasn't getting as much sleep as I would have liked because I thought maybe one of these will be Scarlet. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was just on edge. I was like a girl that was waiting for a guy to call her. So I can relate to that now from a female's perspective. And I'd say majority of the callers were male yep. and they were pretty unoriginal with what they were saying. Yep. So I got to see things from the other side. As well. But you did go on a couple of hot dates because you sent me a couple of the photos. Yeah, I, I did go on, I went on two dates all up. Um, one of them, she was a little bit strange. Um, who would have thought, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a perfect strategy. <laughs> um, the other one wasn't too bad. Um, so yeah, but anyway, it just started getting all this viral activity and it's obviously eventually caught the attention of Scarlett Johansson herself. Um, I didn't know this, but she has an Instagram page. Yep. And she put up a, um, picture of the poster just with the heading should i call him so that's when it's obviously ramped up a notch yep um all my friends then have jumped on on instagram um that had instagram and just started writing comments yes you should call him my little sister was on there going oh his little sister call him um everyone was on there going yes call him and yeah i thought oh maybe she will call but then a couple of days went by Mm. no call from scarlet i was a little bit um Again, I wasn't getting much sleep over all this. Um, it was a very tumultuous time in my life. <laughs> um, anyways, I was on my lunch break and I was walking down through to Pitt Street Mall mm. and got a call from a private number and it was a guy on the phone. I was like, oh, another one. Mm. And I'd had a lot of prank calls by this time, yeah. even some people pretending to be Scarlet um, with like a British accent or some sort of African accent <laughs> or something. All these weird ones. Um Anyway, this guy said, oh, hi, my name's Marcel. I am the publicist for Scarlett Johansson. I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, um, I understand you wanna, you've been wanting to talk to someone. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, I've got it here right now. I'll just pass the phone over. 
So I was thinking, okay, here we go, another prank yeah. call. Um, but the voice that came on the phone was a little bit different from some of the others that I've yeah. heard. It was um, one that I've heard in movies, interviews, my dreams, um, various other <laughs> places. Um, anyway, yeah, she was on the phone as far as I, for all intents and yeah. purposes, know. Wow. And uh, and that's awesome. What did you guys talk about? Well, first she's like, so where, um, where are you from, Brendan? And I said, Sydney. And she's like, what made you decide to put up this poster? Mm. And I said, well, look, it was just a little bit of a little bit of a joke amongst me and my work colleagues. Um, didn't really expect too much out of it. Yeah. Um, it was just for a bit of a laugh. If I meet a girl on the way, then even better. If not, it was just a bit of fun. She's like, well, it was certainly funny. And a lot of people have um, made mention of it to me mm. as well. Um, she's like, so how long have you been single? And I'm like, oh, a couple of years now. And she said, um, well, how come? And I said, oh, I think maybe I'm just too fussy. And she said, well, you should never settle for less than you truly deserve. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, maybe I deserve you, Scarlett. <laughs> but I didn't say that. Um, I was trying my best not to be creepy, which was a massive challenge. <laughs> um, anyway, she said, well, you sound like a nice guy. I hope you meet the right girl. And I said, well, thanks, Scarlett. I said, um, but I do have a question for you, actually. And this was a line I'd spoken to you about as yeah. well. Um, was, look, totally respect the fact that you're engaged, but next time you're in Australia, it would be my honour to take you out for a coffee. Hmm. And she started laughing again. She said, um, you're very gutsy. I, yeah. I like what you've done. Um, she said, look, it sounds fine. Sounds like a good idea. Um, I don't know when I'll be in Australia next, hmm. maybe towards the middle of 2014 with the Captain America premiere, hmm. but, um, what I'll do is I'll pass you back to Marcel, who'll grab all your details, and if we're coming out, he can drop your line. I said, all right, sounds good. And then she said, yeah, um, have a good Christmas, yep. happy new year. And passed me back to Marcel, who said, well, I've got your phone number. And I said, yeah, well, pretty much half the world does by now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here's my email address as well. And he said, well, we'll be in touch sometime in 2014. And that was it. Lovely. I mean, nah, it's not every day you get a call, yeah. Someone like that giving you a buzz. But I mean, that's in the realm of some of the stuff you've been up to. That's actually quite tame. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> not to make you go red, but, but I know some stories. Uh, <laughs> um, being as, as 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 sort of M-rated as possible, uh, without getting to the to the, the RNX stuff. What 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 are some of the things you've been up to over the past few months? Anything you're happy to share? Um, again, I'm trying to think how to phrase this in an M-rated environment. I guess I've been up to something you might call. Group activities. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just something that I've. It's a. It's a different world, as obviously everyone in the the scene seems to call it. Um, I did meet one girl who, um, she has a boyfriend, but he's away in the armed forces till like sometime in March, April, whatever. And this was back towards the end of last year. And um, her and her boyfriend are part of the uh, the swinging scene. Yep. Um, and she started introducing me to a bit of a new lifestyle and we met some people. We, and in fact, I even hosted a little gathering. That's lovely. A couple of gatherings actually, now that I think about it. Um, one got a little bit out of control though. It was probably too many people. Yeah. So, um, so there was a lesson learned in that, but yeah, there's possibly another one brewing on the cards as well. Cool. And it's, it's a funny thing though that. I imagine until you're confident in who you are, you're confident with yourself and you're confident to... Because, I mean, any guy, if you're a creepy guy, you can't just walk up and go, hey, I want to be a swinger. 
mm. women have sex with me. Mm. Uh, it'd be good it's, if you could. It's, it'd be great if you could, but then mm. every guy would be doing that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's really something. It is a rite of passage, or it's a it's indicated that you've reached a point. You know that people trust you, that, that they like you, mm. that women want you to be a part of this with them. Mm. Do you have a favorite girl of all the girls that you've talked to in real life? In real life, <laughs> in real life, <laughs> a favorite girl, like just with the experience of her, was just. Don't know names, don't give phone numbers. Um, <laughs> except afterwards you can give that to me. But, <laughs> you know, any that just stood out, like an experience where it was just from beginning to end, what made it amazing for you? Because, I mean, yeah, guys guys love the idea of just going out and thinking about lots of girls and going nuts, but to ultimately, the best experiences, really, for most of my experience, they generally come down to a couple of really amazing women. Hmm. Really cool chicks that you meet along the way that make, that just make it all awesome. You know, everything else in between is almost... That mean to be crass, it almost becomes filler mm-hmm. between these amazing people you meet. Did you have you had any of these, these experiences? There's probably two. One of them was that girl that I mentioned mm-hmm. that I met at your seminar. Yeah. Um, that, like I said, that whole interaction just flowed smoothly, and um, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of the other guys in the room sort of checking her out, and even afterwards, no one yeah, just did anything. Right. <laughs> yeah, no one did anything about it. I was just shocked. I'm like, Damien's just sat here and spoke to us for two hours about like interacting with the opposite sex and how to create a good impression in five mm-hmm. minutes and. This hot girl's just sitting there just talking to her friend. I'm like, guess I've got to do it. Um, <laughs> which was good though. Um, so there was that one and there was another one. It was actually on my birthday night, um, last year. And it was not long after I started the course, but I was starting to build up a little bit of momentum. Yeah. And I met this girl at the sheaf. Um, and yeah, that was a real sort of tipping point as well. Mm-hmm. That went really smooth. Um, we had so much in common and that was a girl I was sort of seeing for a little while as well. Yeah. 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 Lovely, and um, I, I don't know if you agree with me, but it's just those those cool women they make a difference. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of guys think too. I don't know if, if, if where did you meet her? So did you meet her? The second one, yeah, at the sheaf. At the sheaf, and this is the interesting thing, right? The sheaf is a nightclub. Just yeah, people who don't know, but people guys will often say, women will say it too, but you can't meet good girls at a bar. Mm. And of course, you you got riffraff, but I don't know what your experience has been. But mine's been that. There are some really awesome chicks that you that go out mm. at night. Now, if you focus on woo girls, like woohoo, uh, and they're drunk off their tits and doing lines of coke in the background, and you know, if that's what you're focused on, then you're not necessarily going to find amazing girls. But yeah, there are awesome chicks. There is out yeah. and about at night, and um, I would like guys to to who are watching to get that. Mm. Yeah, going out during the day is good fun. Going out during the night, which do you prefer, by the way, night or day? Probably day, to be honest. Um. Just obviously there's a broader cross-section of everyone then. Yeah. Um, and I sort of like the short, sharp interactions. And the night ones are obviously a lot sort of longer. Mm. Um, and I'm a bit impatient. Sort of like, <laughs> I want to cut to the chase. Same time. <laughs> I love it. I want to cut to the chase. So day sort of works well with me. And plus, I find that I'm probably having more of my dates at night time. Mm. Um, so day works well with me in that respect too. Yeah, right. Yeah, fair enough. All right, man. Um, I'll ask you, is there anything else that you'd like to say before we wrap this up to anyone watching um, that they should know when, when they're trying to get involved and get better with women? Um, probably the only thing I'd say is, like I said earlier, when I wanted to talk to my younger self, is that, yeah, just don't be afraid to try. Um, mm. Yeah, you're going to get rejected. Yes, it's going to be pretty harsh. Um, yes, you might get told to fuck off. Yeah. Um, but... 
just get in and give it a shot because that first one or two will be the hardest and everything after that will be easier. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It does get easier over time, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Much. Fantastic, Brendan. Thank you. Thanks a lot for your time today, mate. That's it, and thank you for watching today's podcast. As a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash sincere seduction audiobook, all one word, to grab the audiobook version of my award-winning book, Sincere Seduction, which is an end-to-end guide to approaching and attracting women. Take care, and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.